You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 119. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you can Hello, welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one gun-hiding minute at a time. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Hello. This minute kicks off with Henry hiding his illicit guns at Karen's mother's place, which I'm sure would go over really well. And then it ends with Henry and Karen entering a suspicious hotel room. We'll find out about that tomorrow. But in the meantime, my big disappointment for this minute is that we never got to see Karen telling her mother... Just don't go in the garage. That was my note. Is that what was that conversation like? Right. And like and and, and is the mother used to it at this point, or is it still anger? She's has she acquiesced to the fact that her daughter's married this guy and they both look strung out. What kind I, of I Google are these? I was just gonna say I don't I don't know exactly what she'd say, but I'm pretty sure it'd be something like this. <laughs> Normal people don't live like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, put on a little show for us there. <laughs> I think it would go a little You're something. like an 80s uh, uh, imitation comedian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it goes a little something like this. Um, what benefit do they have for hiding guns? What do you mean? Like, so they saw the helicopter, and for some reason at that moment, he felt as if they needed to go hide no, the guns? No, no, no. They went to the house specifically to hide the guns. Right, but why? Because they they're, going they get, get they're going over. to get buy the drugs. If they get pulled over on the way, they, they don't have the guns on them. But th- no, no. So okay. So what? So l- let's break down what happens in this minute. Okay, they pull into the garage. Henry puts the guns in the in the garbage can. Mm-hmm. Okay, he tells her to tell your mother not to touch anything outside. Mm-hmm. They stand in the garage until they don't see the helicopter anymore, and then they leave. Right. Okay. And then now it's twelve thirty in the afternoon, and they go to the strip mall. And well, Henry Henry calls the Pittsburgh guy to say the helicopter's following him, and he's mad because the Pittsburgh guy says he's paranoid. And Karen shrugs. And by the way, they're not parked in a legal spot. They're just the, the car is pulled is, is just right up against the curb, which is not legal. And then they go into the store with the creepy dolls, and they're in there for an hour. Mm-hmm. And they come out, and they don't see the helicopter, and they go back to Karen's mother's house to get the guns. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what this, what the point of this hour was, because they're just going to get the guns and go to the the Pittsburgh guys now. I don't, I don't think it was. I don't think he's necessarily necessarily making good moves at this point. <laughs> it just seems, it's, it's, it just seems making moves for mo- move's sake. That's all. Kind of, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's the case. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm reading. The, I'm looking at the chapter again. He was trying to lose the helicopter before going to buy the drugs. Okay. He, he, saw, he thought they were the cops, so the worst thing he could do would be to take the cops to the drug buy. Yeah. So he he dumped the guns and went off shopping to lose the helicopter. I want to I want to go back to his his. Uh, I mean, he's not. Here's one of the. He's right, right away that he's not doing a good. You see how he put the guns in the trunk? Yeah. Just in a shitty paper bag. It's yes. fallen over. They went everywhere. Yep. I mean, like he's not. Like yep. I take more care with my groceries. Yep. He's just. Well, but are you strung out on cocaine when you're taking care of your groceries? Most of the time, yes. <laughs> Okay, so so to get to to get to the logistics of the of the geography here, so they're at his at her mother's house in Lawrence, okay, and they proceed to go to a shopping mall. By the way, Un- screw Karen's mom. Why? It's like here's the guns. She'll have to deal with it. If the right, helicopter yeah. sees us going. Screw her. 
Well, they're only anyway, gone for an they're only gone for an hour, so it's also not the first time he's hidden a gun in her house. Yeah, she's just not any better at it. He beat yeah. up Bruce. Anyway, so so they're at they're at Lawrence, and then they leave, and they go to the shopping center. Uh, it does not specify what shopping center this is, although um, in the shooting locations, this is actually the same shopping center that we saw last week where we said it was so it looked very Long Island, yeah. the, one, the one on Staten Island. And that one had a big sign that said Five Town Shopping Center. Right. right? Now, so, you said it was a strip mall, but I thought yeah. they went inside. Like, it doesn't have an interior track. Well, no. So, so in the book, that says they go into a shopping mall. And so my guess is they probably went into a shopping mall. But... For the intensive purposes of this, of trying to find a strip mall-esque area, I did identify there is a five-town shopping center on Long Island in Jamaica, which actually has a big sign that says Five Towns, and currently there now is a Models and a Lowe's, and you know, there probably was a Pergament there. So for, for the sake of this game, I'm going to assume that's where they went. Okay. Okay? Um, and so uh, that is on... 25301 Rockaway Boulevard, Jamaica, and that was seven minutes or two miles away from from Lawrence, where Karen's parents live, which seems feasible, right? Yeah. So, Boulevard. so they just drove to they just drove ten minutes away. They go to this strip mall. They go to whatever weird store with the freaky dolls. They're in there. They got there at twelve thirty. They leave there at one thirty. What are they, they doing in there for an hour? That's what I want. They don't walk in and buy anything. They didn't, you know, like just, they, I want you to think about the awkward like. Like his his cocaine stress and like their conversation an hour, right? Yeah, like like looking at stuff, putting it back. Yep. Like she's so, like, we should get this for the house. We're not going to get anything now, Karen. Right. And oh yeah, it's very bizarre. So they leave that store and they go back the ten minutes back to Karen's mother house in Lawrence, where then now they go to the motel where the Pittsburgh guys are. Right. Right. So now, in reality, and in, in, in part of the book and what really happened. Uh, they were not go. He was not going to the Pittsburgh guys. In fact, the Pittsburgh guys were not mentioned anymore at this point. He was in a drug business with a guy named Bobby Germain. He was his partner, and he would get the he would get the supply of drugs. And they were going not to pick up cocaine, but actually to pick up heroin. And uh, Bobby Germain lived a, lived in a garden apartment in a house in Comac on Long Island. All right. So that for those who don't know, Comac on Long Island is in Suffolk County. East, uh, kind of northeast from from Lawrence. So plotting it on the map, that is uh, 36 miles away, and in standard traffic, about an hour from where they were. Uh, but it's Sunday afternoon, middle of the day. So the fact that the movie shows that they arrived at 3:30 p.m. after leaving the the shopping center at 1:30 is very accurate. About two hours later. Yeah, I noted that. That's because yes. that was far, but that, I guess that makes sense. Yep. So they're, so so they're supposed to be in Comac at this point. All while planning a dinner. Yep. Fun fact: I grew up in Comac until kindergarten, and then we moved to come. Then we moved to another town. So, <laughs> so th- this is my little connection to Goodfellas. So at this moment, when this is happening, I was probably riding my big wheel on Evelyn Drive because uh, I was three years old. Did you see any and helicopters? Wanted- oh yeah, I saw the helicopters. I saw them. So you never rode one though. <laughs> Never owned one. I and said had someday. You wanted to go to the mall in Five Towns about two hours. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So there, there's a little. So 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 36 miles, two hours on a Sunday afternoon on Long Island. That's about right. That's about right. My fun fact is that when he takes the guns out of the trunk, we see a nice shot of the license plate. Yep. And the blue on gold license plate 
was issued from 1973 to 1985. Previous to that, it was a gold on blue license plate. They just swapped the color scheme. Yep. And, then and after- the, the, the blue on gold license plate is my preferred New York license plate, by the way. And then after 1985, was from 1986 to 2000, was the introduction of the white license plate with the Empire State Building on it, which... No, it was the, with the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty on I'm sorry. Statue of yeah. Liberty on it. And uh, that went for a while. There was two versions of that. Yep. And then finally, the New York has currently gone back to a plate that resembles the current one with the blue on gold. Well, no, hang on. Hang, oh, wait, hang on. So a couple, oh. of, things, a couple of things there. One... The 1986 uh, Statue of Liberty New York license plate coincided with the bicentennial uh, or the the centennial, the centennial. No, 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 not not of the United States of the Statue of oh, Liberty. Okay. So in 1986 they were celebrating the hundred years of the Statue of Liberty, which was put up in 1886. Right. And I remember that because I went to the Mets game, and fireworks is going to come to the Mets. And the fireworks night in 1986 uh, was all themed around the Statue of Liberty, and the prominent song during the fireworks was Neil Diamond's America. Always. And, today. As always, but today. Today. And on the Diamond Vision, we had lots of shots of the Statue of Liberty. And Connor, if you remember correctly, that that whole centennial, the 4th of July, that was just insane amounts of fireworks. Do you remember that year? That was, like, a lot. Um, okay, so that's number like one. Day in New Hampshire in the summer. Number two... Um, after the Statue of Liberty uh, license plate, before the the orange and blue that we're back to now in New York, there was a, a couple of years with the with the with the mountains. You remember those? Well, there's, a, there's a white with two blue bands across the top. Of one of them. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of there was a lot of different variations. You you pick which license plate you wanted. They had different things. And then yeah, recently, then recently they went back to the orange and blue, which I love. I love it. So yeah. 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 You, yeah, you, you had well, it wasn't mountains. It was the outline of the state in the middle. Right. Yes, mountain, the mountain, state. Yep. And then mountains in the in the top portion, it was a shot of the city, which would have the Empire State Building on it, and then the mountains to signify the rest of the state, which yep. I, I guess there's there's the rest of the state. Um, yep. And then it, the blue and the the new the current one is basically very similar in design. It just they took out the uh, designs on the top, but it's still blue band across the top at the state uh, outline in the middle. But it looks good. Um, to those, go are back- col- those are the state colors, by the way, gold and blue. They are. They're great. Good. Good colors. Um, to go back, uh, it was July third, nineteen eighty six. The Mets played the Astros, and they won six to five. And uh, then there was the fireworks after that. Congratulations. There you go. That was just for Ron, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that. I think that. I think other, you know, fans. Do with the movie. <laughs> you, went deep, you went deep detail on something that was an aside to begin with. What's great is that I've just discovered a website that is the Ultimate's Met, Ultimate Mets database, and it features the score of every game and then fans giving their memories. And um, someone specifically says, this was July 3rd, 1986, the night before the 4th of July, and New York City was a buzz for the Statue of Liberty 100th Anniversary Centennial. It was dubbed as Liberty Weekends. Liberty I, I Weekend. Someone, I think someone just gave me some Valium. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were all a buzz because of the cocaine. Well, it was also great because this was a preview. The Mets later went on to play the Astros in the National League Championship Series, and that was uh, that was with the Mike Mike Scott scuffing the ball and everything. So. Okay, this is what happens when uh, <laughs> there's nothing going on other than Henry driving very fast from place to place. It's another angry hang-up. Yes, <laughs> on a payphone. Yep, you can't beat so that. I wanted to note that you can't. It's so and the thing it's about so the payphone was it really those is. Payphones had a strong hook. Oh yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, you could slam you it down. Really on slam that. And the whole nothing was break. I don't know what kind of plastic that receiver was made of, but it was tough. Yeah. You never you never saw like a payphone with a broken off like hook on one side. They were man. They were made for slamming. They were sturdy. They were made for slamming. Yeah. yeah. They had the the cord that was sort of wrapped in the metal flexible. The metal stuff. the metal cord that you couldn't. Yep. 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 So we're going to talk about this more tomorrow, but now we've seen, at this point, Karen fully descend into being an accomplice in Henry's activities. Yep. Because she's going off with him to the drug deal, which, again, the, the, doing the movie this way, is, you know, you, you notice a lot more. I don't think I ever even thought about this before, but now yeah. this is the full descent. I mean, she obviously did stuff while he was in prison to, to keep the family going, but, you know, now she's basically dealing drugs at this point. Yeah. True. So uh, we are we are we've been driving for hours basically twelve thirty to three thirty, and they just reached Gomez, which means they've got to drive another couple hours back probably. Uh, but in that time, we've had lots of time to listen to the radio. Uh, we get two new songs in this minute, uh, so it isn't all a huge waste of time. Uh, first new song to pop up is "Manish Boy" by Muddy Waters, otherwise known as McKinley Morganfeld. I did not have to look that up. Uh, this is from nineteen fifty-five. Uh, Chess Records. Uh, it was uh, written by Muddy Waters, Mel London, and Bo Diddley. Uh, had also written it, and this is actually an answer. It was a it was a reaction song, an answer to Bo Diddley's song "I'm a Man," because that was the thing that would happen. Someone would make a song, and then you do a reaction song. See, Raft didn't invent that. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it like Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley would basically just pick a chord and hang on it for the most part. It was usually a G. Um, this has a repeating stop time figure on a single chord. Um, which is just a, a little sort of phrase that they would just play over the single chord. There wasn't any chord changes in it. Um, uh, lots of people yelling in the background. It's really great recording on this. Uh, there's, he actually, Bo Diddley actually recorded this song. I'm not sorry. Uh, Muddy Waters recorded this song many, many times over his career. Um, this is the 1955 version, but he did it again. You know, in the 60s and the 70s. Every time he went to a new label, he'd record this song again. Um, is this is this that everything's gonna be all right? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I, I like that as a contextual moment. Yeah. It's also you know, like a Spanish boy, the, so it's, the, it's the, like the, well, they're they're in the garage and it's quiet and they're looking for the they're looking for the helicopter and it's just like and and you get the sense that everything's gonna be all right. I like that. I, I no, but it's like the song to me is about posturing. Yeah, like he's saying how much of a man he is, but it's a you know the title. He's is also man, telling man. himself over and over in his head, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be yeah. fine. Yeah, and exactly. it's not. It's not actually gonna be fine. He doesn't actually yeah. believe it. Which is yeah. which is pretty. You know, for for a, a sort of music that's based on machismo, it's it's uh, sort of uh, shows a little vulnerability, which I like. Uh, you've got Jimmy Rogers on guitar, well-known blues guitarist. Junior Wells on harmonica, who's a well-known harmonicist. But normally, Little Walter uh, was uh, Muddy Waters' uh, harmonica guy, and he's not on this. It's one of the few Muddy Waters songs that Little Walter did not play on from this period. Um, Little Walter like really came up with this sort of signature uh, blues harmonica sound. So that's Where was Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon did not play on this. What about Harvey Bullock? Harvey <laughs> Bullock is not is a is a fictional character. But hold so on, that's Gordon. not the only song, guys. It's going to be okay because okay. the other song Jim Gordon did play play on. Uh, the next song that shows up in this minute is "What Is Life" by George uh. Harrison. This is uh, February 1971, so Beatles time. This is sort of, you know, this is George Harrison's first big solo offering. Uh, well, not this song, but the album um, from All Things Much Past uh, was his first big solo offering. It's triple uh, album. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. This is, uh, by the way, for my money, this is the finest uh, solo Beatles song uh, that ever was. Uh, I, will, I will agree with you there. Oh my God! This, this uh, song, this song is a force. This song is co-produced great. between co-produced by George Harrison and Phil Spector. 
Uh, I think you can hear that wall of sound pretty clearly in this one. You've got a lot of people playing on this. It was originally written for Billy Preston, um, but he didn't end up doing it. Uh, Eric Clapton plays on this. Uh, Members of Badfinger, who were um, produced by Paul McCartney and on the Apple label, uh, play on this. It's uh, based around a famous descending distorted riff chord. Um, George Harrison does all of the harmonizing, all of the vocals himself. Uh, in this, which is, and Phil Spector was like, he was amazing at that. I've never seen, like, like he's one of the better performers and musicians I've ever seen, which is funny when you think about it, where George Harrison started, which was the guy who couldn't get a song in. Um, yeah. And at this point, you know, he's fully formed. Uh, this whole album is great, but this is probably, this song is, is just wonderful. Jim Gordon. This, on- that, that, this riff is just, that, that riff, that, yeah. oh, it's so good. Yeah. And this yeah. is, I mean, this is, this movie is my entree to this song. I, I was, I was like, what is that? I want that. Um, and so it led me to sort of solo Beatles stuff in that way. Um, just like this is my this song is this movie's also my entree into Nilsson. So um, and these songs are all from those rock songs are all from just about the same era, um, yeah. same kind of thing. But this is just a, a wonderful song. So uh, you might be you might be wondering what radio station are they listening to these songs on? You think it's diagetic? More than likely, it was WBAB. You think WBAB started to play a song, then went back and started playing another song, and yes. then went back to it again? <laughs> yes, if you yes. ever listened to w, WBAB, you would know. Yeah, that was a yeah. <laughs> very, very small playlist. Yeah. Uh, 102.3, and w, WBAB was well known because it played classic rock, and uh, they it wasn't had. classic rock at the time. Right. Well, Actually, this was all 10 years old, theoretically. Yeah, it was classic rock at the time. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, WBAB had a great uh, logo, it was a black sticker. With yellow writing that said "Big WBAB" and it had a line that went around the letters to the number to one hundred two point three, and you see that on cars on bumpers st- on, on bumpers all the time. So sure, yeah. Ah, there you go. That's all that I have. Anything else for this minute, guys? Uh, July third, nineteen eighty six. The game was tied four to four, and then in the top of the tenth, the Astros hit a home run, going up five to four. But in the bottom of the tenth, Daryl Strawberry and Ray Knight hit back to back home runs to win the game six to five. I apologize, everyone. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Call me when this is over. The fuck count is two, uh, not including the fuck I just said in my head while Ron was talking. <laughs> uh, so that's it for minute one nineteen. Tune in tomorrow for minute one twenty when hopefully this manic episode. Nope. Damn it. Nope, we're not. Even, we're not. It's three thirty in the afternoon. We've got much longer to go today, Connor. I've, I've never seen this movie before. I'm watching for, for the first time like this. Uh, tune in tomorrow for one twenty. Until then, check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin and on Instagram and Facebook at GoodfellasMinute. And you can find all of our episodes at GoodfellasMinute.com. Support the show by going to Patreon.com/gfm. And if you do that at a certain level tomorrow, you'll get your mob nickname. If you are one of two people we have selected. If not, we're going to get to you before the end of the show. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at contactthegoodfellasminute.com. I think we were asking what the car was, Ron. I'm sure yep. your dad has you some know, thoughts it's a Cadillac. on that. Your dad yeah, we figured out it was a Cadillac. But yeah, yeah, but what kind of Cadillac? Right. Oh, there you go. Roham? So, <laughs> if, uh, Mr. Richards, please email us at contactthegoodfellasminute.com. And until uh, tomorrow, I guess we're still doing this. <laughs> I'm going to stop now. Or will I go? From a rags to return, my fate is up.